Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Procrastination. You guys, I'm glad one of you asked this on Instagram because in writing this episode, I have had to look at my own schedule and how much I freaking procrastinate it because, yeah, it's a thing and we all do it. And Hopefully, I've got some good nuggets that are going to help you out. Again, I had to look at some of my own procrastination habits and where procrastination was sneaking up for me and how I could shift that. So a lot of the information I'm sharing with you here is what I've learned in the past few weeks in thinking about the content for this episode and recording recording it. So we're going to talk about why we do procrastinate. We'll talk about negative emotions associated with procrastination, the overwhelm that may be coming. And so we are procrastinating as a result when things aren't in alignment anymore, when there's fear preventing us from doing the damn thing, or when we're just lacking structure. So I hope you guys take some some really, really great stuff away from this because (laughs) I know I did. And yeah, I'm just excited to help you out with this. So let's talk about negative emotions associated with the task. So this is the number one reason why people procrastinate. We try to willpower our way through things, right? We're like, okay, let's take college, Shelby, for example. This was literally my MO. I was like, I am forcing myself to only eat kale or spinach salads with chicken. And then I'm going to go to the gym two hours a night. And I am going to have a spring break body and it was a force and it was willpower, right? And what ended up happening is I had all these terrible feelings associated with going to the gym, eating healthy, and I ran out of willpower and I would find myself eating like seven cookies or binge eating a cake or scrolling through Instagram trying to avoid going to the gym at night and would really not enjoy the whole process. And side tangent here, if there is things in life that you simply do not enjoy, maybe it's time to find a different way to look at them or a different way to, you know, incorporate activity in a different way, whatever it may be. But we really really only have so much willpower. And so we can try to willpower our way through things. But at the end of the day, we only have so much energy to do so. And there are studies that show that people who are put in a room and told not to eat a bowl of chocolate chip cookies, they're forced to resist them all day, had a really hard time resisting other tempting activities or tempting foods throughout the day while where people who are told they could have as many cookies as they want 
usually had one or two and were able to resist other temptations afterwards. So recognizing that if you're, if it's coming from a place of willpower and force, it may be harder to actually do the thing than if you were just creating some boundaries and some structure around it. And we'll talk about that. You know, and I think a lot of times we think, well, if I only have so much willpower, how am I'm just going to keep procrastinating? I'm never going to get what I want done. And that's not true. I think what we need to look at is the negative emotions we have attached to that activity. So what I'm saying is that you probably need to shift how you look at the activities you're procrastinating on. So if you hate going to the gym and so you scroll Instagram before work until it's too late to actually make it to the gym, speaking from personal experience when I was working a full-time job, or you love the idea of starting your own business, but sitting down to actually do the work at night never actually seems to happen. So let's go back to the gym example. Maybe instead of thinking of it as like a chore or something you need to check off the list, you make it fun. You bring a friend with you. You're like, oh, it's a friend date now and we're having a good time. We're chatting, we're laughing, and I feel great after I do it. Or maybe you find an activity you actually love. So instead of going to the gym, you find yourself going on a walk in the morning instead or going to a yoga class or just, you know, running around the backyard with your puppy. Like whatever it is that makes you feel really, really happy and you look forward to doing it instead of forcing because whenever it's coming from a place of force and resistance it's really really freaking hard to maintain and then maybe you know with a business piece instead of thinking like oh my gosh I have to sit down to do this work at night maybe it's time to stop, start looking at how you're looking at that business activities. Because I think this happened to me for a long time. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm working all the time and have this work mentality associated with it. Because when I thought about going to my nine to five, work meant draining. It meant boring. It meant force. It meant rep rep repetition. It meant exhaustion. And so for me, I had this connotation attached that business and work meant exhausting and not fun. And it was simply looking at what I was doing, like recording a podcast or writing a blog post. I enjoy those things so much and there's so much variety. And I work a ton, you guys. Like I work at my passion all the time, but now it's because I've shifted the way I look at it. I'm excited to go write a podcast episode. I'm excited to share a blog post with you guys. I'm excited to work on the new program I'm launching. All of a sudden, just shifting the way I was looking at work and looking at it in the sense that it's my passion instead of like what I have to get done, everything shifts. Now I want to sit down and do the work. I'm excited to sit down and write the blog post. So watch the language you're using with it or the way you're looking at it. Am I saying I have to go to the gym? I have to write this blog post. I have to get my website done. I should do this. Because usually when we're using that type of language, we're actually telling ourselves like not to do it or not to get it done. So number one, look at the language. And number two, associating happy thoughts with it. Am I saying, am I thinking to myself, this is going to be boring, this is going to be a dread, this sucks, or am I thinking about the outcome? Oh my gosh, when I go to the gym, I'm going to feel so energized. I'm going to feel so excited about the day. I know I'm going to get that endorphin rush. 
I can't wait to do it. Or am I thinking like, oh my gosh, I have to drag myself to the gym. I need to get the, I need to get this weight off my body. I need to lose weight. And like how much, like how big of a shift and a difference that is. Other things you can do is like say an affirmation. So instead of saying, I hate going to the gym, again, using the gym example, but I love going to the gym because I leave feeling energized and joyful and happy. Can you reward yourself? This is another thing I like to do is, okay, I know I want to get my website up and running. If I do that, I will allow myself to go on a full day hike on Saturday instead of working. So giving yourself these little rewards so that you're associating the behavior and the activity with a benefit and a reward instead of saying like, I just need to get my website up. I should do this. I have to do this. So, so associating it with positive things. So you're not just thinking negative thoughts about the activity. Ooh. Okay. You guys. So once you've shifted and you looked at the way you're talking about it, the way you're thinking about that activity, recognizing if that isn't really the true case, maybe there's something else happening. So overwhelm is another really big reason. I believe we get stuck in procrastination. Uh, we have this longest to-do list and instead of sitting down and doing the whole to-do list we look at it and we freeze like I've done this so many times before I'm like my list is so long and all of a sudden I'm scrolling Instagram because I'm overwhelmed by how much I need to get done today right and so we set these big goals and we see this mountain of work we need to do and we're like nope (laughs) hard no I'm passing so remember baby steps I like to use the example of like when your whole house is a disaster, I've done this before. Literally like the sink is full of dishes, the floors are full of dirt, you have to like mow the grass, you have to vacuum the carpet and you're like, that's too much work, I'm just going to leave it, right? Because it's a mountain of work. But if you just have like a few dishes in the sink to clean up, you'd probably do them. It's like, oh, there's three dishes, I can just wash those real quick and only take 10 minutes. And so instead of focusing on the mountain of stuff we need to do, breaking it down into baby steps makes it a lot more digestible for us. And our brains can say, yes, I know I can get this done. I can do this activity. So now I know I have the time to do it. So (laughs) I love the quote, we over estimate what we can do in a day and underestimate what we can do in a year. Oftentimes we have this huge to-do list and we think we can get it all done, but we don't realize, and we all, but then we don't think about like what we can actually accomplish in a year. And most people underestimate what they can actually get done in a year. And so focusing on the bigger goal, but chunking it down helps us kind of like break down the day-to-day activities. So if you have a feeling that this is you, here are some things that you can do to start to shift out of the overwhelm and into the action. So look at that to-do list you have. You probably have this list of things or ideas, or maybe you have all these ideas rolling around your head and you just need to get them onto paper so you can actually see what you need to do so you can start planning. I think a big thing of procrastination is we also maybe don't have an action plan. So look at that, get all of the things that you wanna get done and accomplished on a list and then pick out the things that are priority. What are the things that are going to move your health forward the most? What are the things that are gonna move your business forward the most? What are the things that you absolutely need to get done to move forward 
what are the things that you would like to get done and you know will be beneficial, but they can maybe wait a little bit longer? And what, what can really actually wait that's more so just time consuming, but not necessarily something that is going to move you forward right in this moment? So once you have those broken down into priority categories, now you can start to plan. And I'll get more into this with the structure, but what I like to do is set aside one to two priority tasks for each day. So for example, today podcasting was the only thing on my schedule. I am recording two to three podcasts today. I'm writing out the show notes. I'm editing the podcast and doing all that, but that is the only thing on my list today. So not only do I, I have the feeling of accomplishment when I'm done with today, that I've recorded the podcast, I've done all this work and they're done, I'm also staying super focused on this one activity. And so setting aside just one to two tasks doesn't create so much overwhelm. I'm not thinking, oh my gosh, I need to record these podcasts. I need to get my um, email nurture sequence written today. I need to check in with my mastermind girls today and I need to get the mastermind module done for next week. I'm not thinking about all these things I need to do and feeling super overwhelmed. I'm only focusing on one thing. So it simplifies it and it makes it really easy for me to say, okay, this is all I need to get done today. If I have room for other things, awesome. I can move on to the less priority items that I don't necessarily have scheduled, but would love to make time for. But today, this is my focus. And so that prevents me from feeling super overwhelmed and helps me take action because I'm not feeling like, oh my God, how am I going to get this all done? So the next thing I want you guys to look at is alignment. And I mentioned this briefly earlier, but sometimes there's things that we have on our list that really aren't stuff that we need to be or are really feeling called to be doing. So I use this example of when I was working in my network marketing business, I would find myself literally at the fridge or cleaning the house every hour. I was, it was like clockwork. I would sit down, try to do some work, scroll Instagram, maybe watch a video, listen to a podcast, get 10 minutes of work done, find myself at the fridge again. And You know, it wasn't initially like this, but I I found myself falling out of love with that business slowly. And I didn't recognize it because I was so passionate about the work that I was doing and the results my clients were getting that I didn't realize it was the day-to-day activities that were really leaving me feeling energetically drained. And so I wasted hours scrolling on Instagram and eating food because when it came down to it, it wasn't really the work that was my purpose. It was work that was fun and it was work that it was inspiring for a while, but I knew I was feeling called to do something different and I was shoving down that call because I was afraid to lose what I had built. I was afraid to leave what I had created and the people that I was helping and serving. Really, I was terrified of what it meant to be falling out of love with that business. So I ignored these little feelings and I felt energetically drained. I felt uninspired. And, I, and, and it was after I spoke with one of my coaches about how I was feeling and how I was finding myself at the refrigerator every hour that it made me really, she helped me really look internally at like, why is this happening? And so recognizing, are there things that you are putting on your plate feeling like you have to get done and they're really not in alignment. And this, these are things that pay attention into our, in our businesses or in our lives in general. If there's things that you're feeling so energetically drained that you're doing every day and you're not inspired when you're doing them and you're not super passionate about them, maybe it's time to re look at if this is really, this should really be a priority on your to-do list. 
So things that should be, you know, that things that are in alignment with our calling, our purpose, what we're really here to do are going to feel exciting. They're going to feel expansive. You're going to feel inspired to sit down and do them. And you're going to love the thought of doing them. And not to say that there's going to be some things in your business that, that don't necessarily feel that way. I'll admit like for me, sometimes sitting down to write a blog post, even though I love it once I'm doing it, seems really like cumbersome because writing a lot of words seems like a lot of work. I'd rather just speak them. I think I need to invest in some of the technology that I can just speak and it types for me. But that being said, like recognizing that sometimes there's things in your business you do need to get done that aren't necessarily as fun and as joyful, but most of the work you sh- you're doing should feel expansive, should feel joyful and starting to, re- I'm going off on a business tangent, so I apologize to all of you who don't have businesses, but if there's stuff that you really don't love doing, then maybe outsourcing that down the road. So your alignment is important. Ooh, this one I love so much. Fear, you guys. Fear. A lot of you guys don't maybe realize this is even happening, but there may be fear around doing the activity because our subconscious is sneaky and will stop us from doing the things that we're afraid of. And a lot of times this is something we don't recognize. We're like, of course I want to start the blog. Of course I want to lose the weight. Of course I want to, you know build the business. Of course I want to go to the doctor and figure out this health stuff, whatever it is that you're procrastinating on. But then there's a part of you that, that sneaky part of you that is, is preventing you from actually taking the action because there's a little, little tiny voice inside of you that may say things like, if I start the blog and it becomes successful, I will no longer be relatable to my friends and family. I'll no longer be able to share the bonding misery of financial struggle. Because if you're wealthy, maybe that creates some, some sort of separation from the people around you. Or that, that's what your ego may, may believe, right? This is one that I saw for a lot of my patients um, when I was working in a hospital with women who had undergone sexual abuse. So if I lose the weight by going to the gym and eating healthier, I'll be more attractive or more desirable to men, which means I'm now the ta- target for sexual abuse. This has happened in the past, so therefore I need to avoid it happening again, stay here on the couch, and eat my ice cream. So what, what are the, the stories that may be preventing you from taking the action? If I start you know, sharing my authentic truth online and storytelling, I'll be open for judgment. And so instead, I'm going to numb out on scrolling Instagram and avoid sharing my truth. So we may not recognize these. And if you guys are struggling to figure out what your subconscious beliefs are, get a therapist, get a coach, get someone who can be an outside perspective for you on this that can kind of dig in and why, why are you not moving forward? Why are the fear stories preventing you? And I know I've shared this on the podcast before, but going back to the exercise of recognizing, recording, and releasing, really starting to listen to that voice in your head. What is the ego saying around the activities that you're not doing right now? Where can you just witness those thoughts? How can you record those thoughts, right? Remembering, okay, I see that that voice is afraid of judgment, I see that you're afraid and I choose differently. 
So recognizing, recording that, recognizing, and then writing it down, maybe recording it in your mind, really feeling it, you know, giving yourself 90 seconds to fully feel that emotion you're feeling, and finally releasing it. I see that I've chosen fear. I see that I'm afraid of judgment and separation. I choose love. I, I know, I believe that I'm fully supported. I know that none of us are separate. I believe that I'm worthy. Whatever the story is, releasing it and reframing it. Okay, next up, two more for you guys, lacking structure and removing distractions. So let's talk about lacking structure in your life and going back to that big ass to-do list. So if, if you've broken it down now into smaller chunks and it's time to start setting some structure and some boundaries around this, right? So setting a real list, I like to set deadlines for those little projects. So I get... I get a passion planner, which I'll link in the show notes because if you don't have one and you like time blocking and structure or you want to test it out, this is literally the best planner for it. I'm obsessed. So um, you can start scheduling the work you want to do in time blocks. This is huge for me, you guys. I literally set aside, again, I was talking about this, like recording this podcast. I literally set aside from eight to noon this morning to record podcasts and create the podcast scripts. So I spent all, I'm spending all morning doing that. And that is the only thing blocked off on my schedule during that time. Um, by doing this, I know I need to be sitting down by 8am to start recording and writing the podcast scripts because it's on my calendar. So I'm creating and the deadline for, you know, I I have days blocked off. So I, I start with the full month view and this might not work for all of you, but for me, it works really well. And I pick days based on what I know I want to get done that month. So I know I have things that I need to do. They're priorities for me. I need to make my meal plans for my meal plan clients. I need to create my mastermind topics for the week. I need to check in with my mastermind girls. I need to record the podcast. These are things that need to get done in order for my business to be running, right? Client calls, those things. And then I'll schedule days. Okay. I know I like to do podcast recordings on Fridays and on Tuesdays. So I'll set those aside. I know I like client calls on Mondays and Wednesdays, you know, whatever it is. So I set the days aside and then I'll break them down into smaller chunks of, okay, I don't have any appointments during this time frame. on that day. I will work for four hours on this. Right. And I also schedule in things like my walks, my workouts, taking breaks, like other things in there. Now, if it doesn't go according to plan, that's okay. I'm not going to be super judgy around that, but I've set the time and the structure there so that I'm not just like sitting down and being like, I have no idea what I'm working on today. Maybe I'll write an email and then maybe I'll do a blog post. And the days I do this, you guys, I do not know what the heck I did by the end of the day. I'm so, I feel like I haven't moved the needle forward And it's because I'm lacking the structure. So if you know you're a procrastinator, make sure you're setting up some sort of structure. And then let's say, for example, you procrastinate on your workout and you know you'll think about it all day and you'll be beating yourself up all day for not getting in it, getting it in and maybe doing it first thing in the day. And now if you're like I was and scrolling Instagram before your workout and procrastinating until like you had one minute left to leave for work and you didn't get the workout in, structure your day so it it is now a habit or a ritual. And so instead of, and this kind of ties in with the removing distraction, like instead of waking up and picking up your phone, maybe you leave your phone off or on silent 
and all notifications off, maybe airplane mode, you don't pick it up until the workout is done, right? So create a little bit of structure with that. And then the other piece of that is when you create a ritual or a habit around something, when you create structure around it, it's no longer going to be a battle because it's now ingrained in you. It's a part of your routine. So for me, like literally getting out of bed, letting my dog outside, feeding her, going and grabbing a glass of water, sitting down to read my book, journaling, doing my workout, meditating, showering. That is so ingrained in my ritual. It's actually very hard for me to now to shift that. So being intentional about how you want your days to look and how they're set up so that you can come out with success and then making it a habit, you know, taking the 21, 40 days to create that a habit. So it's ingrained and you don't need to do put so much energy into the willpower piece. Um, the next thing I want to talk about, and this is the last thing I'm going to talk about is removing distractions. Girl, if you are prone to sit on Instagram scrolling, instead of writing the blog post or going to the gym, find out how to remove the distraction. And I'm saying this with love and to myself again, <laughs> because I'm in the same way. I will open my app over and over and again all day. When in reality, I know this is just a, just a distraction. So again, I'm speaking these because they are what I need to hear, but hide the app on a full in a folder on your phone, turn off the notifications. So you're not getting that ding, ding, ding. And then a endorphin hit and opening in the phone to see what did so-and-so comment on my post? What did so-and-so text me? Turn off the notifications, turn your phone on airplane mode, lock or restrict the app. If you don't have self-control to not open your phone and hit that, maybe you have time blocks where it's off and you cannot open it so that you can work on the blog post, right? So getting really intentional about where am I actually numbing out, distracting, and how can I remove myself from those distractions? If you, every time you go to sit and work on your business, you find yourself reaching, reaching for the bottle of wine or the bag of chips, go and work on it at a coffee shop where it's a different type of energy and it's a place where you're focused on work, right? Because if this happened to me, when I first started my business, my apartment wasn't a place that I associated with work. It was a place I associated with fun and drinking with my buddies and sleeping in on Saturday mornings and reading my book. It wasn't something that I associated with work. So unfortunately at that point in my life, I had a business center that I could go and leave my apartment, but I would pack up my bag every night after work and I would go to the business center and work on my business instead of sitting in my apartment where I knew there was all the distractions. Figure out what that looks like for you and how you can remove the direct, direct distractions. Because if, 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 we, if we don't remove what is actually preventing, like what is the things that are preventing us from doing the damn thing, we're going to continue to procrastinate because right now that's the habit. The habit is opening the phone and, and looking at Instagram. The habit is eating the ice cream. The habit is watching the TV after work. And we have to make it so hard for us to go to the really deeply ingrained habits to actually shift into what we're avoiding and wanting to actually implement as the new habit. So I hope this was helpful for you guys. That's all I have for you on procrastination. would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, make sure you shoot me an Instagram message at shelby.set.free. Um, would love to hear your feedback. If this was helpful for you, or if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please do share it with them. You guys, this is how we spread this message, how we get it out to more people so that we can create that ripple effect. Remember one act of kindness, one act of love, one act of sharing a message can create a ripple of change. So help me 
be the ripple of change, you guys. I always appreciate all the love and support you're, you're providing and, and sharing this with others in your life.